Hello. Thanks for joining us here at Animal Cafe, the place to meet with friends, bring your dogs, and have a great conversation with our guests. On Monday at AnimalCafe.co, you'll find a new interview with someone working to better the lives of animals. Then on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we meet in the chat room to go beyond the interview and get answers to your questions. I'm your host, Mary Haight. With me are fellow hosts Eric Goblebecker, Dr. Lori Houston, and Edie Girolam, bloggers all. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for guest and host profiles. We hope to see you here every Wednesday. So sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy the show. Today, live in Tucson, Arizona, with Rod and Amy Burkert of GoPetFriendly.com. Rod and Amy have been traveling the country in an RV, researching pet-friendly places for their website and blog. Welcome, Rod and Amy. Thank you. Thank you. So, could you give me a little background on how you got started um, selling your homes and just hitting the road with your dogs? Absolutely. Uh, in 2008... We found a stray German Shepherd in front of our house and ended up adopting him. His name is now Buster. He's one of the stars of the blog. And uh, we discovered how difficult it was to travel with two dogs, one being a big dog who was constantly violating hotel weight restrictions. And Buster also, in places, there are um, breed restrictions against German Shepherds. So some campgrounds won't allow us to stay. Um, Some municipalities prevent you from actually being in that municipality with a German Shepherd. So once we kind of started figuring out how how difficult it was to track down all that information, you know, there was a little bit here, a little bit there. You could find out about dog parks over on this website, and you could go to the city's website, and you may be able to find out about a couple of pet-friendly restaurants, and then you could go to another website and find maybe a couple of hotels that were pet-friendly, but they didn't have the... the, um, pet policies on the on the hotel so you had to call the hotel and find out what their pet policy was and it was just very challenging and it was all over the place and it took a lot of time and we went on a a road trip about a three and a half week road trip with the two dogs and when we got back we decided that we were going to look into starting the website was it difficult to make such a major life change well, I think difficult is, is relative. Certainly, looking back from where we are now, no, it was not difficult. But as we went through each stage to get to where we were, it always seemed like it was one hurdle after another. Go Pet Friendly, we launched that website two years ago. This month, we are finally selling the last piece of real estate that we own. So that process in and of itself has taken two years to get rid of those properties. And then it came to all the, and I put my fingers in with quote marks, all the stuff that we had accumulated in, you know, 11 years of of living together, nine years of marriage and and trying to deal with all of the paraphernalia that we had accumulated and just looking at Seriously, just looking at all of the stuff and saying, why do we own this? It's, it's weighing us down. So, as I said, looking back, it, it's, it's all relative. I mean, in, in that sense, it's actually the hurdles that we saw as being so insurmountable at one point. You look back and think, I can't believe I complained about doing that to get to the point where we are now. And I think 
the other thing that was going on in our lives like at that point was we were in very lucrative careers working with each other in a business that we found very unsatisfying. So even though we had to do all of these things to make a change, we really weren't happy doing what we were doing anyhow. And so why pick unhappiness over uncertainty? So we decided that we would pick the uncertainty and go out, do what we needed to do to get the RV and, and get the business up and running. So here's something that many people may be wondering. How do you get your mail? <laughs> well, I'll take that question. We actually found a service, um, an Internet service, that caters to clients who travel full-time or most of the time, like full-time RVers, merchant marines, traveling nurses. And essentially what we do is we have our mail forwarded to this service, which happens to be located in the east coast of Florida. When they get our mail, they scan it for us. They scan the envelope, and we get an email that day saying, Hi, you've got mail. You've received three pieces of mail today. We've scanned it, and here it is for you to see. So we can literally look at the envelopes that we've received on any given day and decide whether we want to have them hold on to it till they can mail it to us when we get to a location where we're going to stop for a few days or we can have them shred the mail or we can if we're not sure what's inside the envelope or we think it's really important we know it's in the what's inside the envelope and it's really important we can have them scan the contents of the envelope and then that becomes available the next day uh, and we can actually print it out as a PDF file and it's like getting an official letter right delivered right to your computer and we can act on it immediately so believe it or not dealing with mail has been one of the least troublesome issues of, of being a full-time traveler. Well, and here's another question that people really want to know. <laughs> You're traveling in close quarters, the two of you, and two dogs. Uh, how have you not killed each other? <laughs> or the dogs. Or the dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it's true. We, the Winnebago is just 24 feet from bumper to bumper and about 8 feet wide. Not even quite 8 feet wide. So it's tight. It, the living quarters uh, are a little... Uh, a little less than most people would have. And Buster's a 75-pound German Shepherd, and Ty's not puny either at his 35-pound um, body weight. So uh, I think I think Rod and I have a history of working together. We started a previous business together, um, worked together every day. We kind of have this history of being together 24/7, and we so we knew that that would work out. There's been some strain you know, condensing it down to such a small space. And also, I think more of the, of the strain comes in because we don't have a daily routine anymore. So my idea of how a day might go could be completely different from Rod's idea of how a day might go. And if, if we don't communicate effectively, that can cause, you know, people to be rubbed the wrong way. Um, at home, you know, when we were at home, every day was kind of the same. You know, you got up, you walked the dogs, you had breakfast, you went to the office, you got done at the office, you walked the dogs, you had dinner, and you were, you know, you maybe watched a little TV or read a book, and you were done for the day. And every day was sort of the same, but every day is different now. So one of the rules that we have is nobody can say I don't care um, because we all care a little bit. So if my question is, Rod, do you want to do this or that, 
and he says, I don't care, it gives me no feedback whatsoever, one direction or the other. Even though he may be leaning in one way or the other, he might not have strong feelings about it, but he's usually leaning one way or the other. So, yeah, you have to say one way or the other. And we use a system of um, ranking how strongly we feel. So if I um, am bound and determined that I'm having a salad for dinner, I will say, uh, I'd like to have salad for dinner, and I'm a five out of five on that. Um, if, if I am leaning towards salad for dinner, I might say I'm just a one out of five on that. So we have, you know, you have to kind of uh, find these mechanisms of communication that take it a little bit further than maybe would otherwise be necessary because we, we do live so, so close together. But otherwise, it's been great fun. You know, we have a good time. With the site named Go Pet Friendly, speaking of definitions, um, you have to do some of the defining. And how do you define pet friendly? For us, because the Go Pet Friendly is about helping people travel with their pets, you know, our idea is that people find it easy to go on vacations with their pets, to plan trips with their pets. Our definition of pet friendly is really that when we get to a place, can we do anything that another traveler might want to do, but do them with our dogs? So our, and I don't mean that we have to have all doors have to be open to us. For, for instance, generally museums are not an option, and that's okay with me. I mean, I don't think the dogs have to go, you know, into the Guggenheim. Um, but are there options for us as well? Are there restaurants? Are there attractions? Are there places where we can go and get the feel of a place and, and see a place and not feel like um, there's a barrier at every doorway because we've got the dogs with us? Well, so far, um, what cities or national parks or other major stops that you've made have would you consider the most pet friendly? Well, we've traveled almost 25,000 miles now, probably through close to 30 states, so there's still places to go and things to do. But so far, if I were to name my top three pet friendly cities, they would be, drum roll, um, Aspen, Colorado, Austin, Texas, and Saratoga Springs, New York. And um, they were all pet friendly for basically the same thing that Amy described, which was there really wasn't a, there really wasn't anything that we wanted to do that we could not do with Ty and Buster tagging along with us. Um, these cities, the way that they're laid out, um, the community that supports the people who have pets, as well as support for the pets themselves, things to do, things for the pets to do. We just found to be so incredible at these three cities that I think, speaking for Amy, if climate were not an issue, an all-year-round climate, either one or any one of those three cities, Austin, Aspen, or Saratoga Springs, we could comfortably live at with our dogs and feel at home and, and, and happy with the decision so far. As, as far as national parks go, I mean, in my opinion, um, no national park is pet friendly. They generally don't allow pets outside of the vehicle. 
and when you're driving through them, so driving through Yellowstone or driving through the Grand Tetons or driving through Shenandoah, the, the regulations prohibit pets from being on the trails and it's designed to, to protect the pets because there are coyotes or wolves or bears um, that you, you need to be aware of and the regulation, although it seems bad, is, is really designed with your pet's intentions in mind. And so what we have found best is to drive through a park, say on day one, doing and seeing the things that we want to see from the RV, um, and then driving out of the park and the next day spending that time with Ty and Buster doing an activity that they find fun. So it might be walking around a town or a city that's outside of the RV park, taking them to an off-leash area where they can run or swim, um, but just, you know, it's almost like how you would treat a young child and bargaining with them, even though you can't literally talk, but it's kind of like, if you just let us drive around and see what we want to see in Yellowstone today, we'll let you go play chuck it tomorrow in an open field. And uh, so far, that seems to be working pretty well. When they start answering you, <laughs> then you know you've been on the road for too long. Exactly. Well, what are your challenges with the dogs, aside from the fact that they won't give you any preferences on the scale of one to five? Yes. Um, trying to get them to, to commit to that scale has not worked. Um, I guess the challenge is really what I'm finding in talking with other people is that no one's no one's dog is perfect, and certainly Ty and Buster are no exception. Uh, Ty is fearful of strangers and other dogs. Um, Buster reacts when he sees other dogs on leash. Um, but this hasn't stopped us from traveling with them. I mean, there's some challenges that we face. We work with them almost every day using positive reinforcement, mostly treating um, to get over the fear of the do of seeing other dogs, we've actually started a game called, you know, where's the doggy? Um, I feel kind of foolish when people hear me saying that because I'm talking in this really soft, unmanly-like voice. But we play where's the doggy, and it teaches the dogs to key in on the other dog. And if they don't bark or react negatively, we constantly treat them. And um, in the last couple of months since we've been doing this, we've noticed a real improvement. Um, they still have a ways to go, but I would tell you that they're 10 times better than they were when we started this trip on January, back on January 20th. So finally, uh, what do you see in the future for Go Pet Friendly? Well, in the immediate future, um we, this summer, we're planning to head up the coast, uh, west coast, from San Diego up to Vancouver. Um, we'll be blogging about our adventures. We write uh, destination guides for people who are traveling with their pets, and those are all on the blog now, so people can find um, destination guides uh, for areas that they might be interested in traveling to. Um, longer term, Ron and I think we're probably going to travel for another probably 18 months to two years is kind of our general plan. We've been there are so many places that we haven't been yet. There's so many things to see, and even at the pace that we're going, it sometimes feels like we travel through a place too fast. Um, so 
you know, we don't want to speed it up and, and get it over with. And, and yet, you know, we haven't been to New England at all. You know, this will be our first trip with the dogs up into the Northwest. So um, there's still a lot of the U.S. to see, and it'll take us some time to see it all. So, And then we're limited a little bit, too, by where the Winnebago can go. You know, we can't be out in freezing temperatures because the Winnebago doesn't do well in freezing temperatures. So uh, during the wintertime, we'll have to stick to the southern part of the United States. But... Um, I see the website growing. I'd like to get to a point where we are able to add vacation properties to the website. A lot of people, a lot of pet-friendly travelers like to stay in a vacation property when they travel. I'd like to see that incorporated. Um, we've talk, been in discussions about doing a, an iPhone app, which I think would be a really nice feature uh, for people who are out and about to be able to utilize some of the functionality on an iPhone app. Um, and, and then, you know, just to continue, you know, the traveling and the writing and the blogging and, and um, hopefully make some good friends and, and visit some other great friends and um, set up some partnerships with some other companies that are interested in, in supporting the pet-friendly community. And, uh, yeah. Life is so uncertain, you know. I after after this whole life change thing, it's really struck it struck me how much I had planned my life, envisioned my life, and when we decided to do Go Pet Friendly, how it was so completely different from what I had envisioned. So I don't think too far out because I know that uh, things will probably change again. <laughs> Well, it looks like you two have been having a blast. So it's been great to have you and the uh, Go Pet Friendly Mobile here in Tucson. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Edith. Thanks, Edith. Thank you. And we'll see you Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the chat room of Animal Cafe. Okay. Sounds good.